Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Get on up! Get up! Get on up! Get on Anyway, as we with you on this Sunday morning, the 17th day of September, good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks, and you ready for this? Chandler McAfee. Okay. You know where that area is? It's in DeKalb County, not okay. far, about okay. 10 miles outside of downtown. Okay. And uh, it's just one of them little places, you know. Folk, no folks places. over there know where they, Folks know. over there know? They know. They know. Okay. Chandler McAfee. All Shout right. out to y'all. Shout out Good to morning. Him. Morning. This has been a week. How you doing? Man, been a week. It has been. And woke up this morning hearing more rain. I said, more rain? We already had <laughs> pontoon boats around here this week just to get around the streets. Uh, it's been amazing. It, 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 it started off with just, would you say across the board, we got off the air on Sunday morning, and we're talking about that day's uh, matchups as far as the NFL. But yeah. everybody was really sort of waiting. Once you got past your local team, let's see what happens Monday night. Aaron Rodgers. 9-11 in New York City. Well, mm, Jersey. Mm. And that happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture going around. There's <laughs> a meme going around right now that has two pictures from Forrest Gump. And it says Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And it's uh, the beginning of the movie where Forrest meets Lieutenant Dan for the first time. Okay. And it's at Gary Sinise in the, in the early Lieutenant Dan stage. And then there's the one Aaron Rodgers in New York. And it's Lieutenant Dan later on, like when he's the the shrimp boat captain or his assistant, but he's, his legs are gone and got the hair and all that sort of stuff. That thing is flying all over the place. But I don't know, man. You, you know, the conversation that swirled then afterwards was about what did y'all expect? The dude's nearly 40 years old. And you, you weren't expecting that. No, no, you weren't expecting that, but getting hurt. And then, he, you know, you had people running down what happened to all those quarter Peyton Manning, his neck, all the injuries that came to these guys who were, you know, at, playing, playing that position after 37, 38 years old. And then they all uh, blamed one person, Tom Brady, because he set the standards. So everybody thinks they can go out and play until they're 45 years old. Okay. But anyway, it was just that it was – that started off the week for me. I don't know how it felt – for you, but that's how this, it just seemed like this is going to be a strange, strange week. And then I had my own little personal situation going on. But for you, what did you, what was, what ran through your mind when you saw that? Yeah, I was watching that. You know what ran through my mind? Is that ABC is saying, wow. Because think about this, the Monday night games are back on ABC quietly. Because yeah, ABC is looking sure. for primetime programming, right? Mm, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? How about that, sports fans? But so you thought Monday Night Football is back on ABC. Wasn't it on both of them? No, wasn't it on ABC? Oh yeah, but both ESPN. Both ESPN and, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you, you, um, they, they, 
need some programming. <laughs> well, that's true. They got programming. They just don't have original programming. Yeah, we're right. But well, this, no, but that's not true because they got stuff that's already been shot. Maybe yeah, just not but, for but, Monday but, night. But, but it, won't, it won't do better ratings than this. Oh, no, no one would be saying NFL. Of course not. No. Well, then congratulations, Dave. Listen, How it ain't like that? folks. folks well, 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 it's either that or the, well, the Golden Bachelor. How 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 it working that man? Brought man. to you brought to you by Geritol and Depends. The next time I watch that show, anything bachelor related will be the first time. Yeah, but now we're going to people at a certain I get age it. I get it. <laughs> I poly, get it. Polygrip and all that type of stuff. We've been this it's, so the Yikes. rest. This the, as far as so speaking of age, so it, at, at thirty nine and an Achilles, and and you know he's putting a good face on for it. He's already had the surgery. Yeah. But I may be back this year. man. He ain't coming back this year. He's just man. messing with folks. Actually, I believe he said that he wasn't going to comment on that particular yes. question. If he was 10 years to 12 years younger, a year out is, is pushing it for returning from that. Oh, absolutely. You know. What would you what, – what's the conversation, if you had to speculate, going on in the Jets' executive offices right now, especially when you do – you know, you start looking at the calendars. And what you got to pay this dude? Yeah, yeah. Right, because he getting he he's at the top of the food chain when it comes to money. He was the first one to get them big dollars. I I just don't know what realistic scenario you can wrap your arms around saying this is what we'll look forward to, especially after what's coming out of college. We see right now next year. Now, what do you do if you're the Jets? Do you tank it? Do you just kind of play and you know? Are you going for that? You know. Shadur, all these other quarterbacks that are coming out. This is an interesting conversation that's going on in these executive offices, I believe. Yep. Especially when you talk about young quarterbacks, because the AFC already has got young, established quarterbacks. How you want to compete with them dudes? You got a guy who's coming back from an ACL who's 40. Now, the, the other people yeah. ready to – you would think that that, you know, that lane that walks into traffic because of what just happened to your team is just filled with New York Jets fans. Oh no, Mr. Crenshaw. Yeah. How must Buffalo Bill Bills fans feel today? How y'all lose that game against this dude? Yeah. He out after pl- after yeah. play number four, and you go around and give the ball up four times. Yeah. The way they did. Yeah. That wasn't a good look for them either. Yes, yeah, so, but but you know what though? Once again, it's early in the season. Yeah. And just like we saw last Sunday, we saw some teams that looked good. Saw some teams that looked not so good. You got limited time in preseason games. Yeah. Just like with our team here in town. People people complained about the offense here. Oh, he didn't do this, and the quarterback didn't. You won the game. You won the game last week. You did Talk your Herm Edwards. You know what I mean? And the thing of it is, you, your team spent that – your starters spent limited time on the field together during the preseason. These first couple of weeks are going to be working some bugs out. I mean, that, that just makes sense to me. Maybe it doesn't make sense to other folk. But, uh, I mean, we see some of that later on today. Of course, we got Falcons. Which and, I'm about to get here, to as soon as you finish, you know, you know talking about folks. No, but that's that's all. That's all, right. all. So we got we got Falcons I'm, and, and I, I coming up today. Bound and determined to bring some 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 lighthearted levity to this show because it's just one of them crawl back in bed kind of days when you look out the window, right? Yeah. Rain everywhere, kind of. Yeah, but you everything know. is going well so for this weekend. Georgia, oh, no, Georgia, that's I mean, right. Georgia won. Georgia won yesterday. They beat South Carolina. Uh, they had a test. They were down from they them behind for yeah, a minute. We'll get into that. Well, I'm just say this is just yeah. up, you know, off the top. That's stuff what we're doing, though. That's you know, Atlanta United won. There's a certain person that wasn't here. Don't matter. We got what we came for. Go, we we got, like we a, got, we got, we got the win. You're like a runaway you know locomotive. I mean? Okay, okay. You know, we got, we, we got what we came for. 
I'm so well, I don't mean, know about all of that. We all got what we came for, but it's well, enough here. But we, we let, let me do let me do this, and then we're yeah. gonna just spread our wings. Go ahead and just have. It's good to see you again, man. We only see each other once a week now. I I got something to say about that. Okay. We are just getting started on this Sunday morning. Opening act for a full day of sports. Obviously, we got football action. If you can't get in front of a TV, we got Falcons and Green Bay pregame at eleven o'clock. Kick at one, and then later on tonight, we got Miami at New England pregame seven thirty. Kick at eight. We also got Monday. You know, there's two games tomorrow night. Yeah, Monday night football. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, there's mm-hmm. two games tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. New Orleans again at uh, Carolina. If you can't get in front of a TV, once again, pregame at uh, seven. Kick at seven thirty, and then Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Right after game one. So that is all going on. But we say that because we are going to be talking football, obviously, college and pros throughout the day. Quick rundown of what we got going on. We're going to get into yesterday's college action in just a bit. We're going to talk Braves. These boys are still working on them. Good thing they had that 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 pad in place as far as their lead. Yeah. You know, they're working through some things right now. Again, I just turn turn things around quickly and and have some momentum going into the playoffs. That's what you want because you know, certain teams have turned it back on. Yes. Tamp, I know. Tampa Tampa I Tampa, know. Tampa has flipped the, flipped the switch again. You know what I and mean? And I heard about that this week you know, too down there. Cuz Baltimore was up there and all of a sudden these guys flipped the switch. They had it on when the season began and here they are going toward the end. Yep. So, I mean, yep, it's all about timing now. We will see. Yeah. Um as you alluded to a little while ago, uh, Atlanta United played last night and minus well, at least their opponent minus one important piece, but we'll get into that in a little bit here. Also got some NASCAR news, playoffs around the corner here. And how did you put it? Michael Jordan and Rick Hendrick. What team you want to run for? Got the same, got the same number of teams that made it to <laughs> If anybody would have told you that, you would have said, no way. Yeah. But when you think about Chase Elliott, they make it into the playoffs. And now into the final 12, Michael Jordan's got two of his cars there. Uh, have something got some, got an update on what's going on with the uh, strike, the writer's strike, and the uh, actor strike at the president of the union joining us again, Eric Goins. Mm-hmm. And Miles Garrett's going to join us for Fox 5, talking not only uh, Falcons, but also some Braves. But we are just getting started. And then when we're gone for a week or so, we always kind of like to start that first segment with our story of the week. And, uh, well, here it is. It's time for Sam and Greg's story of the week. Could be sports. Grapefruit League activity. Could be news. Could be entertainment. This is our first time on the VMAs. It could be, well, anything. You know what I'm saying? Sam and Greg's Story of the Week on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Greg. Listen, it's um, it's an easy one for me. We just sort of alluded to it, that, that situation with Aaron Rodgers and, and what that means, what that meant. for. Because, again, his going down for the season affects jobs, at least up in that area. And, and and just the amount of people that show up at those those games and when when your team loses that transcendent player for a season it does a, it has a collateral damage that uh, I can't really quantify but it's it's there but I, I'm a little selfish with some of that because you know Bears fan here's here talking about I don't care if he's wearing the Jets or not that dude is still Packers quarterback and he owned the Bears you hear that stat he played the Bears like 35 times. During his time with Green Bay. Yeah. Lost only four games. Wow. It's some crazy amount. Might be five, maybe six, but it's well under ten. And played him 35 times. That's better than that's better than five, probably. He owned them. He, he liked to say that those last few years, too, every time he beat the Bears. I own you. I own, it drove Bears fans crazy. So anyway, so that's my story. It's been it's been well documented, and and let's move that to the side because this week I, I want to hear yours. 
Before we get on out of here, your story of the week, man. Man, my, my story of the week. I mean, well, I guess I guess if I do the sports story, it'd be like this SI's money issue. We get into that because it's all about NIL, and we got Julian Lewis from uh, Carrollton High School, one of the one of the features in there. But I, I got to talk about something I saw. I'm in a place, uh, and I won't give the name of the place, but it's a place you kind of get stuff, you know, house house stuff, home 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 type stuff. And I'm looking around in there for things, and all of a sudden, there's this lady who has a shopping cart loaded with stuff, just loaded, overflowing with stuff, and she heads for the door. And Quickly? No. She just calmly heads for the door. Some alarms go off. She keeps walking. Some of the people in the store come like, uh, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. She keeps walking. Doesn't look over. She does not look back. Does not pick up her pace. Just keeps coming with this shopping cart full of stuff. I've never seen anything like that before in my life, man. Now you watch, you, you know, stand there watching you, this. You, 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 you read stories and you see stuff on you about smashing grabs, people yeah. making grabs. Stuff. She didn't smash and grab nothing. She just loaded up that shopping cart full of stuff in and just walked right out. Calmly. Calmly. Didn't look over her shoulder. Not a care in the world. And nobody from the store ran after her. Don't know. I, I weaved through the cars in the parking lot. She probably walked that cart all the way to her house. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like that before in my life, man. And, and uh, my goodness, it's an experience. There you go. Yeah. Hey, well, there's our story of the week. Wow. <laughs> I knew you had a better one than oh, me. Oh, my. Um, all right. Well, listen. Sometimes we- truth is wilder than fiction. Yes, it is. We're yeah. just getting started on this Sunday morning. We appreciate you letting us be a part of your Sunday mornings. We're going to come right back and talk some college football next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you in the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sam and Greg on the 17th day of September. And no, Russell Baxter is unfortunately not with us. Hey. This is his, this is his walk-on music, but played that because his song was released on this day. Okay. Hey, Motown threw that out there. Diane Rust, she became a... I think this is what blew her up, this song. Was it? Well, I mean, they were, so they were already kind of famous. This was 64. Stop in the name of love. and Well, I don't know the, the timeline, but this one yeah. was probably, and again, given the year, um, this is probably the first of many. And so, anyway, threw that out there. Baby Love on this Sunday morning. It's Sam and Greg again, just getting started. A uh, full day of sports action going on right here in the cares. Of course, if you can't get in front of a television, we've got the uh, football games for you right here. We've got two of them. Falcons, obviously, Green Bay. And then later on tonight, Miami at New England. I want to get your thoughts when we start talking NFL on what's going on with the Patriots. That's another thing that happened. Who had an interesting week? You had what happened with Aaron Rodgers. You had all this stuff going on with Dion. And then here's this other situation going on over here in New England where he just sort of matter-of-factly, as if he just changed marketing departments, Bill Belichick said, yeah, I'm breaking up with um, my lady of umpteen years. And the relationship just ran its course. That's what was put. That's how it was said. That relationship just ran its course. He's, he, he's, had, he's had, I would imagine, a very interesting time since that young man left his organization and went down to Tampa Bay and won a World Series. And now, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. What did I say? World Series? Yeah. I, it's early. Um, it did. I had all the success he had. So I, I just wonder what life must have been like in Belichick's house. These, I mean, you, we see him in these post game press conferences. You got to wonder what life is like in that house. 
that's just me. I'm thinking about it. If you're not thinking about it, let's move on. <laughs> I just I just am, man. And you're sitting there quiet. Yeah. Still thinking about that lady walking out the store with a shopping cart. No, I'm thinking about these folks up the street who who uh who uh, you know, were trailing at halftime yesterday and the coach, we don't know what was rearranged in the locker room, if we broke some clipboards or what what happened. They were reminded who won the national championship last year. Maybe. Would that would that would that do it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Y'all want to get embarrassed and, and talked about on TV? You know, you know who won. Let me point to this thing over here in the, in the cabinet, you know, or however he has it displayed, and remind them who they are. I mean, sometimes you got to do that, but whatever the re, whatever he did, it worked. Talking about Kirby and uh, how the Bulldogs looked in the first half versus the second. Second half, they flipped the switch, came out in the second half, and they, um, they went at 24-14. So, but you know what? I, I've covered South Carolina-Georgia games down through the years. And those games have always been kind of quirky. They have mm-hmm. been. It goes down to, like, even the, the mysterious touchdown David Pollock scored, blocking the thing and catching it in midair and scoring. To, I mean, it, it had stuff like that to it. And I think because the two teams know each other so well, South Carolina has so many players from Georgia on their roster every year. They So many guys. And so those, those games have a tradition of being kind of quirky. I mean, South Carolina, you know, beat Georgia in Athens a few years back. It's been a while. These two teams, all those players are gone now. But they came down clearly on a mission and came down and, and got off to a good start, which you would have to do coming into that environment. They did all the right things. Right. You know, and they came in and, and got off to a good start, and Georgia had to regroup and uh, and come out with the victory. And so afterwards, he had the chance to talk with Coach Kirby Smart, and he had to talk about, about the second half of the game. I was pretty excited at half because I said, we're going to find out what kind of team we got. And I said, this is it right here. This is our moment. And it was that. You know, well, you find something out. You found out if you find two the things you said you were going to do the first two weeks. Right. Because you knew you were outclass, you were, you were outclassing your opponent the first two games. You said, well, when you still have to work on the things. Did you work on those things? It was still nothing like facing the next caliber of, t- of talent. And that's what they faced in this game. So they did what they did, and they got UAB next. Yeah. Is there anything to worry about with that one, or is that another one of those test games where you, you try some stuff, you see how it works? If the first half it isn't working, then you go back to what makes you Georgia. Which yeah. if, if I'm listening to you, and, and given what I've heard from other folks, that's kind of what happened with this one. But South Carolina reminded them, you know, we're not just some directional school. Well, no, you know? no, 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 not at all, not at all. And Carson Beck. We're going to hear from him here. He, he was 27 to 35 for 269 yards. Not a touchdown pass, nope. but managed the game well enough and hear his thoughts. I mean, we, we went into the uh, locker room. You know, obviously we didn't play the way that we wanted in the first half, but we came out with energy. Um, we were composed. We were poised. Um, and we just started making plays. You know, the, the offensive line started getting pushed. Running backs started making plays. Um, I'm, I'm just proud of everybody. 189 yards rushing and three touchdowns on the ground. That's old school Georgia. That's what people, you know, expect to see, you know, from this team is to seeing the offensive line impose its will, wear the opponent down in the second half. And I think that's kind of what we saw. Yeah, and, you know, given what they did, the defense stepped up, shut them out in the second half. And, and yeah, as you said, do you want to throw that label on this guy right now, meaning manage, just manage the game? Just don't, don't screw it up for us. You are not, you know, you are just getting comfortable in this position. And let's get the foundation. Let's get the infrastructure in place. We're going to try some things, but for the most part, just don't go out there acting like you're, 
well, who did we say earlier? Josh, <laughs> uh, Josh Allen. No, no, you don't. You don't want that. And also, this is his next step as far as the competition level. You know, the first two games were non-conference opponents. And this is his first conference opponent game, um, and a, and a, and, a, and a difficult one. South Carolina has been known to have great defense. Uh, their offense has been inconsistent at times. Although Spencer Rattler uh, threw for 256, 56 yards yesterday, uh, he was picked off, picked off twice. And matter of fact, the last interception kind of sealed the game. So Georgia's defense did rise to the occasion, and you know, undefeated, still number one. Uh, come out of the weekend better than Alabama. I mean, Alabama won. <laughs> Alabama got quarterback issues, man. If you believe that, I we, don't remember. I'm sure there's people who can. Who who are old enough who remember and followed the program those last couple years of 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 uh, Bear Bryant, the last couple years of Bobby Bowden, the last couple years of you pick the all time great college coach. Is that what we're seeing right now? Is that what, especially no. given what we see on the periphery of college football? You got guys jumping in the, into the transfer portal, so Nick can't hold on to him the way he used to. He can't dictate. And, and coach the way he used to, more importantly, right? Yeah. And you got the success of some of these other programs doing it sort of haphazardly, if you want to look at it that way. Maybe there's a method behind their madness. But just like the conferences, there is a changing way of coaching on the college football level, which we're watching. Is that a fair statement? And maybe Nick is a little bit behind the eight ball here. Take, take, take all your rings and, and maybe – you know, go fishing, which well, is a lot well, of folks well, are saying. Well, at least he does, you know, go into the transfer portal, which is something that, you know, Sweeney avoids doing up at Clemson. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at least he does that. He just didn't go in and get him a good quarterback. I mean, that's that's the thing. Or either, I mean, he, this part of the season, Alabama usually didn't have an open competition. It's open right. competition. It's open audition for the starting job right now. And that's like unheard of. They played the game at South Florida. I'm guessing in order to play a team from a power five going to a group of five, I'm sure they took their own officials. That's kind of what happened last year. When North Carolina Tar Heels came to play Georgia State, they had the ACC officials working that game. So I'm pretty sure that happened. But even with that, you know, Alabama had their struggles yesterday down in Tampa, you know, taking on a team. And I'm saying they should have run those guys off the field. But, you know, you under normal circumstances, what you think would happen. Right. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 TheGame.com, on this Sunday morning, talking college football. Uh, we're going to get to, obviously, one of the bigger stories, which happened out there in Colorado. But I want to ask you something. As you talk about Alabama and talk about their quarterback situation and the fact that, you know, he's still looking for the, that one, remind me – of something here. Wasn't Alabama the program that put everybody else into the NFL but quarterbacks until last year? Yeah. Well, they've had a run. The last four. You know, you got one up in New England, you got one in Miami, you got one in Philadelphia, and now you got one at But at, But Tua at, wasn't at a, was a Heisman, was he a Heisman Trophy candidate? Not a Heisman Trophy no, candidate, but I mean, you had, you had guys that went down that could, that could win games for that you that weren't, that weren't game managers. Okay? Oh. These, these guys are guys who would win games. Tua won game for them. Ask Georgia. Two, two, you know, well, two. we know about the one play he came right, in, but he right, wasn't there right. all season long. And then, just, and, and then Hertz leaves and goes to Oklahoma. Goes to Oklahoma. But, again, he got he pretty much got booted out of the system given what, what Nick decided to do. My point is that they did okay, and they won a bunch of rings without that top-tier quarterback. I think those guys are top tier. I no, mean, I think they are. I'm yeah. saying, but for the, I'm saying Saban for most of his career. Over oh, most it. of his time, he didn't lean on That's the quarterback. That's what I'm saying. He had, no, he, he had all the talent around them. Right. But but he's had a he had a string of the last four. 
were guys. I mean, they were all they've all made it to the league. They were guys who were capable of of, of winning some games for him. But, but the guys that preceded them were pretty much were, were game managers. But now, right now, he's looking for a good J, a good game manager. <laughs> that's he's what, having, he's that's having, what I mean. He's having trouble getting that right now. And I think that what happened prior to these this last run of the last three or four quarterbacks they've had was a byproduct of all those other players, all those position players, all those linemen that they put into the NFL, meaning quarterbacks coming out and looking at places and going, A, I like to play at Alabama, B, they protect their skill position players better than a lot of programs because of the big boys they got there. So maybe that's why I want to go to Alabama. I believe that is changing right now. Yeah, I absolutely do. And so that's why I think it's going to be harder for Saban. That's just me from my little chair. Okay, now Thinking it's going to be hard for him to get that that next two or Hertz or – yeah, Bryce Young. But meanwhile, his friend that he gets in those commercials with those, yes, he does. With those powder blue jackets uh, does so well. They're still undefeated. They were the big Ooh. show this week. I fell asleep. Uh, I went to sleep in the second half, man. I couldn't take it. I was like, this first half was nuts. And I knew from the first series this was going to be a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 43-35, your final. Colorado is still undefeated at 3-0. and Double overtime over Colorado State. They came to play. Yeah, they did. Colorado State showed up and played ball. Um, get these thoughts from Coach Prime about winning the game. Resilience. To be great, you're going to have to be resilient. you got to overcome adversity. That was a tremendous amount of adversity. And we overcame it. I won't say tremendous, but he had something, in, something in common with Kirby. Yes, it didn't look good first half. Well, didn't play like they have played. Yeah. And seemed to get his team turned around. I think, I think the players came just, out kind of – vibing too much off what the coaches had said in right. comments and social media. I think that kind of got into the head of both players. You had a lot of penalties. You had some cheap shots oh, going man, on out there. that was crazy. You know, I mean, most of Colorado State, too. Yeah, well, you had some people out there doing some stuff. I'm like, dude, just play ball, you know. And sometimes you get, get too caught up, at, caught up in that type thing. So I think that's really what happened. Here's Coach Prime talking about the way, just the way the team played. I'm proud of my kids, but I'm proud of this team. This team is, is phenomenal. The coaching staff is phenomenal. They were resilient. I mean, we started off playing like hot garbage, but we got it right. And we got the victory in the end. That's, that's all that counts. We got the W. That's yeah. It. They but continue but, to be the story. Yeah. They, they um, you know, got everybody's attention and game the rock shows up. Oh, that was beautiful earlier on. Can you, would I said, you that's expect, my friend. <laughs> you expect to turn on and see the rock next to Lee Corso. My goodness, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect to see that, man. That and then uh, Pat McAfee there too, and 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 Dion. Yeah, that was a picture. Corso, <laughs> The Rock, and and Lee Corso, <laughs> Lee Corso, man. The Rock, and Dion. <laughs> There's something that shows up. That'd be like a dream you told somebody. Yeah, I ain't gonna believe who's in my car. I, I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, again, just getting started on this uh, Sunday morning. We're gonna talk about those this Braves team. And are they making you feel a little uh, certain kind of way right now? Or you feel confident as we head into the second half of September? Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Now, tonight, you might have that same thing happen to you, Sam, as you're enjoying this song, because I can see you out there tonight. You got your little, you know, you got your parking on there, your hat, and you're swaying back and forth to November rain because I know you'll be in the front row with your lighter lit for Guns N' Roses out at Music Midtown. <laughs> and halfway through the song, a commercial break will come on. And be, just like that, yeah, right? Yeah, just like that. It'll be just like that. Guns N' Roses tonight, headliner for uh, the final night of uh, Music Midtown. Yeah. Fan? Great to have it back. Yes. 
You are yeah, Guns N' Roses fan. Probably Guns N' Roses fans so much, but but really a fan of what's what's, what's happening around the corner, that uh, that it's back, and that little uh, babies out there too tonight. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pink was out there Friday night. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I can name of the I the one I wanted to go to, and that was the night. If I was gonna go, it'd have been Friday night, because you know who was in town. At least he was scheduled. I, I wasn't out there, so I don't know how he did. Pitbull. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know I'm front row for that one. Forget about you and Guns N' Roses. I'm for a pit bull show. I'm in the front row with binoculars, <laughs> giving his show. Ah, uh, yeah, giving one his show. Yep, yep, yep. It, it, it is. It is that. Sam Usually. and Greg Sports Radio, ninety two nine. Mr. Worldwide. The game. Yes. Yep. Ninety two nine. The game. Um, it was on this day, Mr. On Crenshaw, this day, that one Mr. Jackie Robinson was named Rookie of the Year. Okay. Nineteen forty seven. Mm hmm. And it was also on this date that the Cubs got their first African-American player. I believe you know who that is because he is known as Mr. Cub, 1953. Okay. I didn't know he was the very first. I, not only did I, the, the Cubs do that, along with the things, many things they didn't do, but they had the first, um, the first black player was Ernie. They also had Major's first black coach. Not manager, coach. In uh, Buck O'Neill. Buck O'Neill. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, listen, let's a lot, a lot of scouting, um, a lot of players, scouted a lot of players, a lot of HB, HBCUs. Yes. Um, one of them being Lou Brock at Southern University. Really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense because he started with the Cubs. Right. The thing that a lot of people don't know that I found out when I got a chance to meet Lou Brock and talk with him was that he was having trouble with his takeoff from first base. Yeah. And he said, we're going to have this man come and spend some time with you to help you take off Jesse Owens. What? Hang on a second. And, and, you can't cross over that. And the rest, is really, really? the rest is really history. So we're talking 50s when, when Lou Brock, when, when Lou Brock was, was in Chicago. Okay, was, right, was, late was, 50s. Jesse Owens lived in Chicago. And so and they, Jesse was 20 years out of the Olympics. That was, so he was in his but, four, Yeah. But he wanted to give him some help on, on his wow. takeoff, and you put – that's that's a lot of speed, man. You ain't kidding. But it's it's also about technique too. Yeah, it is. It is, and and that's that's and, and I didn't know it until I sat down to interview Lou Brock once, and um and he, and I he never told knew me that that he spent some time with Jesse Owens. I had on his never. Takeoff. Man, you making me smile this morning. Why is that? That's a great story. I never knew that's that cool. before. It's very cool. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Right. You know, but it all goes back to Buck O'Neill recruiting in HBCUs. Lou Brock was there on an academic scholarship. His story was he he was from a small town, very poor, got to go to Southern University on academic scholarship. Right. He was running out of the money for that, and that's when he really got serious about his baseball. He was there playing baseball. He didn't want to go back home. Uh-huh. He didn't want to go back to the small, poor town, and so he got really serious about his baseball. And so um, that's the story that he, that he always told. The reason the thing they got there when they threatened to take he didn't, the money for his scholarship was running out. He's like, man, let me get serious about something because I'm not going back to whatever they did in his hometown. He wasn't going back to that. And the crazy part about that is that he's his time in Chicago is an afterthought because he did so much once he got to St. Louis, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there's that rivalry between those two cities. Right. Maybe Cubs don't want to give him his credit. But I didn't know that. Man, I knew I wouldn't hang around you for nothing. I never knew that Jackie Owen story. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a great story. Helping I say, Jack, I'm having, see, this is this morning I'm having, and I can blame it on one thing. Yikes. I get, I'm, oh, no, I'm having dyslexia in, 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 in trades. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is all over me this morning. So you guys just 
Give me one of those every time I mispronounce Yikes, somebody's the bell. name. Where'd the bell come from? I came out from the clubs over there. That's that's for something else, though, but <sighs> Jackie Owens. Yeah, man. <laughs> I ain't got no sense. Go ahead. Start talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, while he's talking about that, we can talk about the Braves and the Braves who uh, – Two-game uh, losing streak. Two-game losing streak. You know, they handled the business in Philadelphia. This week, you take three out of four up there. Three out of four from Philadelphia. The team, team you were worried about. Well, I'm still – I haven't written them off now. No, but what happens the thing after those is, series? Well, not just that. The fact that the last memory, we, and we're going to get to see these guys again here, and they're going to they get ready to come here this week. We're going to see Philadelphia again. But the fact that the Braves clinched the title right. on their field. That was, they that celebrate was. on their field. They pop the champagne in the clubhouse at their stadium. And I promise you, those guys are going to remember that. We're going to see them again in October, man. Right. We're going to see those guys again. We're going to see them here in a couple of here in another day. Obviously, they're going to come to town for three games. But I think we see these guys in October. But let's, to me, while they're here, let's beat them down again. Beat them down again next week once we get through with the, with the get, get the fish out of town. We'll get done, done with the fish down in, in Miami. Ronald Acuna Jr. is sitting out. He's got some tightness. I don't mind him not playing. I don't, I, don't, I don't mind him not playing at that stadium. I don't mind him not playing against their pitching staff. I'm cool with that. Rest him. Don't play him no more till he gets back home. Oh, you, um, you mean Miami? Just yeah, yeah man. They, they've always like had that. The, they've had the pension for some reason. Their pitchers always find a way to, uh, to 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 make connections with him, and so you know what I mean. We we we're not gonna go in for that. We're trying to you know we've we've done the thing. We've checked the box. You know we have a number of boxes that you want to check during the season. We just checked the major one this week, and you just want to fine tune things and do your fact finding. And get your roster ready. You know, your people who you're going to keep, who makes it, who doesn't. Your pitching staff, who can help your pitching staff. And coming along, I mean, these are the things you're going to do here in these next couple of weeks before these playoffs start. Well, I don't know who's going to take these guys on first. But I think that we, meaning the Braves and the fans, you feel how you, how you want about Philadelphia. But what I don't want is them taking on the Dodgers in the first round. Well, no. Because the Dodgers are limping into the playoffs right now. They just clinched, right? Yeah, they just clinched, but yeah. they're still limping in there with their pitch. They lost the starting pitcher, you know, and, and that's going to be big. That's going to be big when you get into playoff time. So, with Uri's uh, out um, and that whole craziness going on with, man, talk about between them, Trevor Bauer. What's up with the Dodgers pitchers? I mean, well, it's not all of them, it's just those two. Just them two got, there, got two but I mean, with those two yeah. with both in the same yeah. team and, yeah. and for. Somewhat the same situation, but allegedly, if you want to believe yeah. that. But, again, I, I just I don't feel a certain way about these two losses against Miami. It just well, you seems know, you to know be, what, though? You're doing some things with your batting order. You put Michael Harris at leadoff. And, uh, hey, man, he goes three for five. And you can do that right now. We've talked about that. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what happens is it seems like throughout this year there have, there's been one constant. When they've had to go into an important series, they seem to have played not just well, but at least get that last game. And it's it's a lot of emotion that goes into it. It's a divisional foe. You go into it, and there seems to be some sort of trip that happens afterwards where they suffer in that next that next game. We've seen it throughout this season, going into it, and against teams that they should handle pretty easily. Because you come off taking three out of four from a Philadelphia team, you shouldn't struggle against a Marlins team. When you do that earlier in the season, you do that and you go out to Oakland, you get beat by Oakland. We saw that happen after they finished the series and they went against the White Sox and, and they stumbled. We know they're better than them. We know 
what they can do and how they can play. It just for whatever reason, when you have those emotional games, when you really need to, you know, just leave it all out there, and they have done so, that next game seems to be one of those where it just sort of slips through the cracks. There's just little little things that happen that you go, come on, and they end up losing the game. I say yeah. in the series every time, but the, like the next couple games are sort of hit and miss. So, again, I'm, I'm not really that worried about what's going on with, with Miami, as you said, but, yeah, Philly's come in. Then we got when they go up to Washington. Now, what happens if they take two out of three from Philadelphia? Or they sweep the Phillies. That would let's be great, wouldn't Phillies. it? Let's, 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 let's go on and do that. You don't want to go down there up to Washington and just, you know, let them handle you, especially that team. Yeah. You well, got, that, that, that's who you got most of your games with after after the Phillies. You got, you got most co- of your games. You got you got four with them up there, and you got three more back here with, with Washington. What Washington has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, finish the season with Washington with three there. And uh, the Cubs And you are coming yeah, the here. Cubs in there, too. You got Charlie Martin starting day. It's 140 start time. Uh, you want to see him go out and, and do what you've had your starters do a good bit of here in the last few weeks, and that's go out and give you six or more innings to start um, so you're not, you know, hanging a lot on your bullpen. And Charlie's usually he's usually good for that. I'm surprised you haven't said something to me as we've talked about baseball, especially now that we're in, in September, that September. I haven't mentioned yes. the fact the Cubs are sitting there ready to play, be a part of the wild card. Yeah. They're there, and right. they're going to be there. Yeah. And I've kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Why? Why, why is that? Why? 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 Because what? I don't want to. When you grow up, it comes in, you don't want to jinx it. You don't want to say nothing. You why just kind of want to sneak. jinx. Because it's happened. Remember you got that Billy Goat thing? You ever heard about well, that? 108 years. They won a World Series. 108 years. They won a World Series since then. 108 years after a curse. Don't lean on all that I past. Can't listen, you, see, you can't, you want, you can't do that. You, you won a World Series. You can't do that to me. You, see, you, you won you, a World Series. I know what that, 16, problem? and I'm good with that. We ain't talking about no goats. We ain't talking you know, about we, it. We, I'm we, just we, telling you why I feel the way I do, and every Cubs fan will tell you that. So we keep our mouth shut, and once we get to the playoffs, then we you know, we feel some pride. But until then, until it happens, keep your mouth shut, you keep your head down, and hope no Billy Goat or Black Cat runs in front of Ron Santo and out there at Shea State. I mean, all kinds of things have happened to this team, and it took 108 years or whatever between World Series. So... Yeah, that's why that's why I haven't said a word. Whoa, <laughs> okay? man. Come that's on. the way it is. Oh. You ain't never grew up with that, man. You yeah. you ain't never grown up with that where you had that happen to you. And had had such investment, because we sit here and talked about Ernie Banks earlier. Yep. Sam McGregor, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 thegame.com. Uh well, one of the biggest athletes on the planet did make a trip to Atlanta yesterday. Last night. Yeah, and there's various reasons as to why, but I'm curious if there's anybody who was out there, just the atmosphere, what that was like. Um, maybe we can get from Jason Longshore if he'll if he's up here next hour. But I was just going to tell you about what's coming up in seven o'clock hour. We're also going to talk about uh, what's going on with NASCAR playoffs are here. Uh, some interesting storylines surrounding that. Also, want to recap your high school scoreboard show from Friday night. Yeah. And just talk about some of the things. Because we like to mention, especially now that we're only on once a week, you're doing it Friday night. The Saturday show has been sort of swallowed up by all the all the, the shows leading up to a day of college football. And then we're here on Sunday. Yeah. So let's well, it was different this week because Coach Chris Parker was on assignment, as we like to <laughs> he say. He was? Okay. He was on assignment this week. And Eric Slaughter was in with us. Eric, Eric you know, we had fun Friday night uh, with Coach being away on assignment. Absolutely. It was great games on Friday night. I mean, some big matchups and some teams that got their first region wins and some teams that were still playing teams from Florida and and uh, teams going from, you know, 
way up north to way down south. A lot yep. of miles getting uh, on these buses and these charter buses and uh, good food and stuff like that. So it was a good time Friday night. So yeah. that is coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. You guys will talk about the high school uh, scoreboard show. Special guest making his second appearance on the show. Uh, there's a strike going on in this country. I'm not talking about the UAW, and that's going to be a big one too. Them all three car dealers, I mean um, automakers, car, automakers are um, they're having round the clock meetings right now, trying to deal with this UAW strike. So that's not the one I'm talking about, though. I am talking about the writers and the actors in show business. There is a SAG after strike going on. SAG after, for those who don't know, is Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television. Um, American Federation of Television Radio Artists. That's it, or association. The A is something. And then, of course, you've got the um, Writers Guild of America. Those two are out on strike. It has shut down the industry. Eric Gomes is going to join us. He is the president of the um, Atlanta chapter of SAG-AFTRA. And you've got a question for him. Yeah. He's, he's, he's specifically coming on here to answer your question. And then give us an update on well, what's going I, on. Well, I may not strike. be the only person with the question. No, no, but you're you're going to be the voice from. I mean, the people are wondering that, and actually has something to do with what I did this past week. So we're going to talk to Eric. He is coming up eight o'clock. Miles Garrett from Fox Five is going to join us again. We're the opening act for a full day of football. We want to thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday mornings. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game and take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.